1: Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
2: The following audio drama is rated G for general audience.
3: Welcome back to Project Audio
4: classic radio newly performed in the vintage style. Hi, I'm Larry Groby from a generic radio workshop. Let's talk for a moment about entertainers. When you're speaking about a celebrity and you refer to them as an entertainer, one thing that word conveys is that they have a certain force of personality. A talent definitely also in multiple areas but entertainer also implies how some of their character shines through in everything they do. Here's an example. An entertainer that not many people can easily name today, but still someone you recognize from a single phrase that they
3: sang. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget
4: about well, that's Phil Harris from Walt Disney's The Jungle Book, voicing Baloo the Bear, of course. In 1966, Harris was playing off his own well-established personality in creating that character. His voice, the style, that personality, it was already evident way back in 1933.
3: Now you're going to say that uh, love of the and and your blase, but your sophistication is just an out-of-skin. You're going to find that simple adoration isn't that. And though it's sin, uh, you still give in. <laughs> Wait till Cupid finds opportunity. Then you find you're not blessed with uh, immunity. Because uh, it happened to me. And it can happen to you.
4: By the way, that film, entitled So This Is Harris, won the Oscar in 1933 for Best Live Action Short Subject. Phil Harris took these character trips Charming, egotistical, smooth, and southern, and for six decades entertained audiences in movie musicals, animated films, and, well, yes, radio series. <laughs> he was the band leader on Jack Benny's radio show for many years, and while doing that, he and his wife Alice Fay, a movie star in her own right at 20th Century Fox, began their own radio spin-off sitcom, first for Fitch Shampoo. Uh, then for Rexall Drugs, and finally sponsored by RCA television sets, which was well, probably a clue that radio was on its way out. Television or not, in the late 1940s and early 1950s, the Phil Harris Alice Faye shows were a master class in radio comedy. They featured a full cast of eccentric regulars like uh, Elliot Lewis as Phil's band buddy Remley and Walter Tetley as the little kid Julius. People who could always generate laughs. Well, when Robert Mills was growing up in California, he listened to those shows intently. And that proved a good education for his later career as a writer for Bob Hope. And now, almost 75 years later, Mr. Mills has written a fresh script for Phil and Alice and the gang. Audion's transcontinental cast is standing by to recreate those classic personalities And Mr. Mills has invested them with all the character, characters, of the original scripts. So settle back into Sunday evening's radio like it was 1949, and prepare to be entertained.
5: Good health to all from Rexall. Yes, it's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris and Alice Face Show, presented by the makers of Rexall drug products and your Rexall family druggist.
6: Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist. Taking a little time from behind the prescription counter this Sunday evening to speak for all 10,000 of us, the 10,000 independent druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store names. You can always tell us by the orange and blue Rexall sign in our windows. The sign means that we carry the 2000 or more drug products made by the Rexall drug company. They range all the way from aspirin to penicillin and they're as fine and pure and dependable as science can make them. We independent druggists recommend them to our customers because we know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall.
5: And now Rexall brings you the Phil Harris, Alice Faye show written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Deneen Ruth and Sam Whitfield. Yours truly, Bill Foreman, And starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Well, Summer has barely managed to settle in at the Harris household, and Alice is already worried about little Alice and Phyllis, whom she and Phil had dropped off at Girl Scout camp only the day before.
0: Operator, Please put me through to Camp Winnemucca in the San Gabriel Mountains. Thank you. I'll wait.
7: Honey, I think it's too soon to be checking up on the girls. We just dropped them off yesterday. They haven't even had time to catch poison oak yet.
0: (laughs) Call in a mother's intuition. But I worry about them all alone out there in the woods.
7: Alone? They're with 400 girls living in 100 tents. General Eisenhower didn't have that many tents at Normandy.
0: Hush, Phil, I can't hear. Oh, hello, Counselor. This is Mrs. Harris. Would it be possible to speak to my daughters, Phyllis and Alice? Probably pulled KP already. What's that? They're out canoeing. Well, I hope they're wearing life jackets. Oh, good.
7: Can't be too careful around water. I make my guys make wear a May West whenever they play How Deep is the Ocean. What's that?
0: After canoe practice, they're going on a two-mile nature walk?
7: Two miles? I don't think them kids have walked two miles since they was born.
0: <laughs> and what happens after the nature walk? Uh-huh. Well, thank you for checking, Counselor. I'll call back after their archery practice. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. Everyone at Camp Winnemucca seems very competent. I know I'm impressed.
7: Almost every one of them can spell Winnemucca.
0: <laughs> now, you can't blame me for being concerned. This is the first time in their lives the girls have slept away from home.
7: I know, honey. I wish I could take them camping myself, but... I'm so busy all the time, the closest I ever get to camping out is trying to round up the band after a bad night.
0: We're both gone a lot. Phil, do you think we're giving them a normal upbringing? Why, of course we are, honey.
7: Those girls are being raised like any ordinary children of a movie star and a famous radio actor. (laughs)
0: That's just what I mean. Maybe we should spend more time with them, you know, like a normal family.
7: We already spend lots of family time together. We have the table reads for the show, then the rehearsals for the show, then the broadcast,
0: yeah. then... No, I mean real family time, like going to the circus, or a ball game, or picnic, or...
7: hey, hey, hey. there's such a thing as too much family, you know. <laughs>
8: Good morning, Philip. I rest my case. Did I hear you talking about Phyllis and Alice? Oh, how are they doing at Girl Scout camp?
0: Oh, they're fine, Willie. We were just discussing the perils faced by children of famous parents. Hmm, don't you mean famous and infamous?
7: That's enough, Willie. I resent you casting aspirations on my band. <laughs> That's aspersion. Well, that's even worse. I'm very proud of my boys. At the moment, none of them are on the FBI's
8: most wanted list. Are you sure? We haven't been to the post office lately.
0: (laughs) You're looking very sharp this morning, Willie.
8: Well, I should hope so. Today is the
0: first day on my new job. That's wonderful, Willie. Who did you get a job with?
8: Forest Long Cemetery. Forest
7: Lawn. Nice promotion. From ditch digger to grave digger.
0: <laughs> That's not fair, Phil. My brother has never been a ditch digger.
7: Then why was he always showing up at the dinner table with dirty fingernails and a shovel?
8: <laughs> because I was working at a nursery as a horticulturist.
7: Why a nurse needs a shovel is beyond me. And who you choose to date is no whole business of mine.
0: <laughs> oh, he was growing flowers. Is that what you'll be doing at Forest Lawn, Willie?
8: Oh uh, No, I've been engaged as an associate selling
0: cemetery plots. Oh, that sounds just perfect for you.
7: Yeah, a cemetery real estate mogul in our own family and not the first, I might add. It's the first I've heard of it. Who was that? I never told you about my uncle, Digger O'Harris. Back in the 30s, he sold more plots than Dashiel Hammett. I never even
0: knew you had an uncle named Digger.
7: Well, that's because I haven't seen him for years.
8: Today, I wouldn't know him from a hole in the ground. <laughs> Oh, very funny. You know, somehow, Philip, I was sure you'd find a way to ridicule my new job. Me? Make fun of you?
7: I wouldn't think of doing such a thing. I wish you nothing but success and that lots of people die holding your car.
8: Why, thank you. I appreciate that.
7: Yeah, and I hope you sell enough plots to join the Writers Guild and make enough money to move out of this house.
8: (laughs) Goodbye, Alice. I know I can always depend on you.
0: Good luck, Willie.
7: Yeah, knock him dead, Willie. <laughs> See, I keep telling you, we don't need writers.
0: Very funny. I just wish you wouldn't be so hard on him.
7: Hard on him? I'm probably your brother's biggest fan.
0: His biggest fan? Just tell me one thing you've ever done for him.
7: He's still alive, ain't he? <laughs> tell you what I'll do, I'd be willing to die just so you could buy Willie's first plot to bury me in.
0: <laughs> now
7: you're just being ridiculous. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be fair to force you to live without me. <sighs>
0: oh, it's not that. Well, what is it then? I always thought you wanted to be buried in Palm Springs. <laughs> Now, who could that be? You expect
7: Uh, anyone? Remley's driving me to the rehearsal since my car's in the shop. Hi, Alice. Hi, Phil. Frankie, have you thought about where you'd like to be
1: buried? Not really, but I do think I'd like to be dead first. (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: Oh, Phil is trying to drum a business for my brother, Willie, who just started a new job at Forest Lawn. Forrest Lawn? Who's he working for? Robin Hood?
7: That's
1: Sherwood Forrest. We're very proud of you. Tranky.
0: You must be. Having a, br- having a brother with contacts in the great beyond. Where are the kids? We drew off them at Girl Scout summer camp yesterday. And
7: already, Alice is worried they might get lost out there. Lost? How
0: could they get
1: lost? As responsible parents, I assume you included a map to the stars' homes with their survival
7: gear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's just what I'm talking about, Phil.
7: Don't listen to him. I'm sure Camp Winnemucca is taking very good care of them.
1: I hear the Winamuckers are a peaceful tribe. They
7: seldom take scalps. <laughs> Rambling. That's enough. Well, we'd better be off or we'll be late for rehearsal. What you got there? A
1: letter from Mr. Scott at Rexall.
7: Hey, this could be serious. Hmm, he says, this concerns your future on the
0: show. His future on the show? That does sound serious. What do you think this could mean, Frankie? well either i'm fired or rexall has been
1: so impressed with my virtuosity on the guitar and my engaging personality they're promoting me to band leader
3: (laughs) (laughs)
7: well uh, for my sake i hope it's something in between Uh, i'd better go with you to see him after rehearsal Uh...
9: Uh, Miss Blue Cross, who is my next appointment?
2: A Mr. Remley and a Mr. Harris are in the waiting room, sir.
9: Remley and Harris? Is the fire escape available?
2: We don't have a fire escape, sir.
9: Uh, 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 How about the trap door? Oh, never mind. Uh, Send them in. Oh, you'll give me a chance to test Rexall's new industrial strength headache tablets.
2: You may come in now, gentlemen.
7: Thank you. Miss...
2: Blue Cross.
7: Thanks, but I already have Aetna. (laughs) Harris, Brimley, please sit down.
1: Coffee, gentlemen. Thanks, Mr. Scott, but I never drink
9: this early. Honey, that completely is at odds with the reputation that precedes you. (laughs) He means
7: means anything with water in it. I'll have coffee black with five sugars. Five sugars? These sweet dimples require constant maintenance. (laughs) Uh, One black with five
2: sugars. Yes, Mr. Scott, I'll make a fresh pot.
9: Uh, Now, gentlemen, being long-time employees, I'm sure you're both aware of Rexall's 10,000 independently-owned pharmacies, dedicated to serving American families all across the nation. As so eloquently described in your commercials.
7: And who could miss all them pink and purple signs in the windows?
9: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your color blank. It should come as no surprise that we've decided to make the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show completely family friendly. Family friendly? We're already more
7: family friendly than Santa Claus. Alice and I are raising two kids on the show.
9: (laughs) You know, Harris, your reference to Santa Claus just gave me an idea. Uh, uh, Why don't you plan on doing an annual Christmas show? You know, on which your children would sing some carols. Carols? We're raising two beautiful little daughters, not the seven
7: little foys.
1: Maybe instead, we could bring on Gabby Hayes to sing his
9: holiday hit, All I Want For Christmas Is My Teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's all fine as far as it goes, but from now on, we'll require that all cast members be married. Married? Most of my guys are divorced. I'd have to fire the whole band. <laughs> all right, being divorced, it would be okay. Nobody is perfect as long as they uh, gave it the old college try.
1: Oh, I did. You have no idea how hard
9: Juilliard can be.
3: <laughs>
9: uh, all right, d- divorce is no problem as long as your kiddies are well provided for. It's all settled. In fact. Uh, Mr. Rexall has decided to celebrate the new family-friendly show at this year's company picnic at his mm-hmm. club next month. You and the kiddies are all invited. Kiddies? You
7: remember little Frankie Junior, the honor student at Harvard <laughs> Prep? Harvard Prep? I... Oh,
1: oh, oh, how I miss that little guy! Now I, now I have to play chess with myself.
6: <laughs> uh, did
1: you...
9: The Harvard Prep? Well, very impressive, Remley. Uh, Mrs. Scott and I couldn't get our son into Harvard Prep. Well, I, I had no idea that you could possibly... Excuse
2: admit. me, Mr. Scott. Mr. Rexall would like to see you for a few minutes in his office.
9: Oh, ah, at last. Last week's ratings must be in. If you'll excuse me, gentlemen, this won't take long. Start thinking, Frankie.
7: We have to find an ex-wife for you before he comes back.
1: An ex-wife? Need I remind you that divorce is contrary to my religious beliefs?
7: Forget about that. Think back. Are you sure you've never been married? Positive.
1: How could anyone forget something like that?
7: In your case, you could have been asleep at the time. (laughs) Okay. I admit it. I may have come
1: close on occasion. Well...
7: Maybe one of them close calls would will be willing to say she got married and divorced. That's all we'd need to save your job. Good idea, but I doubt any of them would be out of parole by now. Okay, let's try this. Can you think of anyone you admire and wish you were married to? You mean like Alice? No, not like Alice. Someone who... Hey, wait a minute. That may not be a bad idea.
1: How? I thought you and Alice were already married.
3: Ah,
7: but
1: that don't mean she couldn't have been married to you first. You mean like she divorced me because I was on the road so much, later regretted it, and became so broken up and afraid her life was over. She married you as a last resort?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not quite as dramatic as that, but yeah. And I'm sure Alice would go along with it just to save your job. Well, I
1: should hope so, since I was such a devoted husband. And fathered one of her children. What?
7: One of her children? Hold on there, Clyde. Which one of her children did you father? The one you now refer to as little Phyllis.
1: <laughs> little Phyllis's dad? Her name originally was Francine.
9: Now, where were we? I was about to tell you about my ex-wife. Oh, oh, yes. The mother of the Harvard Prep School lad. Well, I'm sure that you and Mrs. Remley did your best to provide the boy a stable home environment. You bet. We
1: did everything we could to save our crumbling marriage. We sought counseling. We conferred with our clergymen. We tried an amical separation, but my musical career had other ideas. And in the end, I had to set the poor woman free.
9: Hell, me. Did, did she remarry?
1: Oh, she was, as you can well imagine, devastated. She did the best she could to find someone else. But after me, her standards were so high. It was slim pickings. And ultimately, I think she married the poor guy out of pity.
9: <laughs> and you, Harris, have you ever uh, met the former Mrs. Remley? Believe me, Mr. Scott, I've tried, but she won't even answer the phone.
3: (laughs) Well, the preacher went out walking, was on one Sunday morning. It was against his religion, but he took that gun along. He shot some, some mighty fine quail and one little measly hare. But on his way returning home, he met a great big grizzly bear. Now the bear got down in the middle of the road on all fours like a great big toad. Looked that preacher right square in the eye. And the preacher looked at him and said bye-bye. The preacher got up, took out the run. The bear right after that preacher did come. And he run, and he run for about a mile. And the preacher sat down and rested the while. The preacher got up, started again. Bear right after him with more. Him, and he ran, and he ran, till he spotted the tree, said, Up on the limb, his place for me. The bear reached up, made to grab for him. Preacher leaped, and he bade the limb. Pulled us up, up, and turned the bar, cast His eyes, the skies, and he did shout. Oh, Lord, you delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Also delivered Jonah from the belly of the whale. And then, deep root, chillin' with the fiery furnace, good book declare, Hey, Lord, if you can't help me, for goodness sake, Don't that bad just about then that limb gave way and the preacher come tumbling down reached his pocket his razor out just before he hit the ground he hit the ground with an awful bang it was a terrible sight that preacher and the bear with the in his hair Just cut and left and right So well, they rolled around on the ground The preacher was up and then he was down The bear let out an awful moan. Looked like the preacher was his on Said if I get out of here alive But that good book I will abide I'll never sin on Sabbath day And Sunday come I'll pray and pray And to the heavens he did glance at love Just give me one more chance And his suspensions gave away He knocked that bear ten feet away Preacher got up, made the bound for the tree Where he'd be safe and sound. When he pull us up and turns about, about his eyes and skies and heat and shout, hey, Lord, you deliver the from the lion's den. Also deliver Jonah from the belly of the and men. The fruitful of the fiery furnace is a good book to declare now, Lord, if you get a for good sake don't help that bad.
0: Me to pretend that I'm Frankie's ex what? His ex wife. Wouldn't look, honey, it's only
7: until after the company picnic. Otherwise, I'll have to let him go. I'd be all alone, Alice,
1: destitute, wandering the streets aimlessly with no hope, no future,
7: no one to turn to. Won't you do it, honey? Pretty please, just for the sake of the show. If I knew you were this heartless, I wouldn't have married you in
1: the
0: first place. <laughs> Look, Frankie, just because you're Phil's best friend, I might consider it, but... But... But what? 20th Century Fox are no 20th Century Fox. I'm not paying him alimony.
1: <laughs>
0: Curly, would you please inform my ex-wife that she
1: can forget about child support? Uh, he says that... I heard what he said. <laughs> and speaking of children, all would prefer that cast members be parents. So, may I borrow one of the girls? One of the girls? Which one?
7: Francine. (laughs) Who's Francine? Uh, Francine is the kid you never knew you had. And no, Frankie, no, you can't borrow little Phyllis. Why not? Because those girls came as a match set. (laughs) Besides, you already... You already told Mr. Scott you have a son in prep
0: school. Prep school? Frankie and I have a daughter named Francine and a son in prep school? Yeah, I wanted a son, and you wanted a daughter. So as it turned out, we're both happy. And if I may inquire, where was I during all this? I told you you were spending too much time making all
7: them movies at Fox. You
0: boys have finally gone too
7: far this time. But remember, honey, it's only for one day. And our son isn't
1: even home. Mr. Scott wouldn't want us to take him out of Harvard Prep just to attend a picnic.
7: Or would (laughs) he? Wise old Chinese philosopher once say, be careful what you wish for. He also say, Two idiots don't make a right.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank
7: you, Julius. Julius, my boy, would you like to go on a picnic?
2: Share a cold lunch on a blanket with you two morons in a battalion of ants? I think I'll pass.
7: Not
1: that kind of picnic, Julius. A company picnic. Very swanky. Free
7: beer and cold cuts.
2: (laughs) Uh, I smell a rat. In fact, make that two rats. What's the catch?
7: It's very simple.
1: You just have to pretend you're my son.
2: Your son? (laughs) I wouldn't pretend to be your son to get out of going in the army. The (laughs) Japanese army.
7: Would, uh, 20 bucks help you change your mind?
2: Well, it might get me through the door of the recruiting office.
7: How about 30?
2: (laughs) What time is revelry?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Frankie, since you've never had a son, Maybe you should bond with Julius first. I've never been a dad. How do I do that? Well, how would I know? I only have daughters, and their mother is in charge of the bonding. (laughs) Alice? (laughs) Alice, could you give Frankie a bonding lesson?
0: Well, let's see. I had brothers growing up, and every summer, I remember how much they enjoyed camping out with our dad.
7: Camping! That's a great idea, honey.
2: Oh, no, you don't. I have a rule. I don't sleep anywhere that doesn't offer room service.
1: Oh, you'll have plenty of visitors. Mosquitoes, spiders, rattlesnakes.
2: But if I have to share a tent with you guys, it's an extra twenty bucks. campsite. I'm getting tired of lugging all these sleeping bags, the tent, and your canteens.
7: (laughs) He's right, Frankie.
1: Why'd you overload him like that? I've never had a son, but when I was a kid, our family had
7: a pet donkey.
2: Great! Nanook of the North here learned how to bond with a jackass. (laughs)
7: Well, Nan, unload the mule and we'll camp here.
1: Curly. Are you sure we're not lost?
7: Positive. I followed the book Alice gave me to the letter. A book? What's it called? How to camp in the woods without getting lost. I never
1: saw any book. What happened to it?
7: Uh, I lost it.
2: Did the book by chance explain how to use a compass?
7: (laughs) Yeah, but I thought it was a pocket watch and skipped that chapter. Who could be that stupid?
2: Dr. Livingston, I presume
1: (laughs) Don't worry, they'll send out a search party when we don't check
7: in at the ranger station
2: What if they don't send a search party?
7: What? And let a star of my magnitude die a slow, horrible death in this desert heat? Uh, Relax, Curly, we're
1: gonna be okay why don't you set up the tent while my son and I gather some
7: wood for a campfire? Okay. Where is it?
2: Right here. Strapped on top of the mule. Oh yeah,
7: between the sleeping bags. Let's see here. Hmm. hmm. Oh, hey, what are these things?
2: Those are called steaks.
7: Steaks? Well, if you ask me, they feel a little tough, but maybe they'll soften up when I grill them. (laughs) Curly, you've never camped out before, have you? Well, truthfully, unless you count backyard barbecues, no.
2: Hey, I've never played a mule before either, but there's a first time for everything.
7: (laughs) Don't worry about it, Curly. My son and I will walk you through it. Well... Thank you very kindly. And while you're gathering the wood, also see if you can find me two Boy Scouts. What do you need Boy Scouts for? Because it's common knowledge that when you want to start a fire in a forest, you have to rub two Boy Scouts together.
2: (laughs) That works fine, providing one of them is carrying matches.
1: Son, I'm impressed. I never knew you were a Boy Scout.
2: I fell in love with their Smokey the Bear hats
1: (laughs) Yeah, you both enjoy the bear necessities Curly, since it's obvious neither of us has ever camped out before Maybe we should put Julius in charge of keeping us safe Keeping us safe from what? You know, bears, coyotes, mountain lions Things that go in the night
2: If we don't eat soon, it'll be you guys' heads I'm starving
7: Roger Wilco, General MacArthur. As soon as I get the fire going, I'm planning to prepare my specialty.
2: What's your specialty?
7: Grilled Polish sausage links on a stick, served on a bed of baby mushrooms, gently sautéed in Napoleon (laughs) brandy.
2: Napoleon brandy! Who would bring liquor on a camping trip with a kid?
7: You fill your canteen your way, and we'll fill ours.
2: We'd better get to our wood gathering after you, Dad. <laughs> Having to kill something first.
1: My boy's right, Curly. You become the chef boy RD of the forest.
7: Well, that goes back to my old mammy, teaching me how to prepare grits and corn pone in the kitchen of our old farmhouse.
2: Oh, now you've got your own show and deliver it to the public every week. Come to
1: think of it. You never told me where you grew
7: up, Curly. I didn't tell you about the place called Duwadiddy? No. Well, it ain't no town, and it ain't no city. It's just awful small and awful pretty. That's do Diddy. Where is do do-or-diddy? It's way down where the king grows tall, down where they say, y'all. If you walk on in with a southern drawl, that's what I like about the south.
2: You to turn that into a song, Uncle Phil.
7: Uncle Phil? When my son decides
1: to bond, there's no stopping him. <laughs>
5: You, are. you
2: know,
1: I've never been clear on that. Is it pronounced en route or en
9: route?
2: I believe the proper usage is en route, Father. But en route may be acceptable in certain circumstances.
8: Good evening, Philip. Billy, hey, what are you? Here. I'm a member of the rescue body. Failed to check in with the park ranger, Alice became worried sick.
1: I can imagine. Alice must have been beside herself, believing her beloved
8: husband had perished in the wilderness. Fact is, she was so worried, she almost cancelled her appointment to have her tires rotating. <laughs> Will you tell that, pilot? To stop shining that
7: spotlight in my eyes.
2: He probably wants you to sing duet, ditty. <laughs> you think?
7: <laughs> Willie, how'd you find us anyway?
8: Oh, with the help of four hundred Girl Scouts from Camp Winnemucca. Oh
7: no, the girls will never let me live this down. <laughs>
5: Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment, but first, here's your Rexall family druggist.
6: Last week, when Old Man Spring convinced me that summer was finally here, I told a customer, you know, for the next three months, I'd like to be a vitamin in Rexall's big laboratory.
2: For heaven's sake, why?
6: Because it would be such a wonderful way to spend the summer.
2: I still don't get you.
6: Well... Picture a nice big air-conditioned room where the temperature is kept at about 60 degrees year-round. Doesn't that sound pretty pleasant and comfortable on a warm day like this?
2: Well, yes, it does.
6: Well, a room like that in Rexall's laboratory is where certain valuable and important drugs are stored. Things like vitamins, citric acid, and others. You see, Certain drugs are more fragile in their composition than others and have a tendency to deteriorate or evaporate at high temperatures. So in order to keep them at the correct potency, Rexall lets them enjoy this air conditioned comfort until they're ready to be used.
2: Sounds like nothing's too good for a Rexall drug product.
6: You can say that again, ma'am. In fact, you could say it a couple of thousand times because it's true of all 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall drug company. All of them get the same kind of painstaking attention. All of them are compounded according to the same uncompromising standards. And that's why some 10,000 independent Rexall druggists have put the orange and blue Rexall sign on their windows. You see, we all know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexol. Good health to all from Rexol.
0: the girls are so proud of you. Camp Winnemucca has named you Honorary Camper of the Year.
7: (laughs) I think they just felt sorry for me after I fell out of the helicopter.
0: (laughs) That's the good news. What's the bad news? The mayor of Duwadiddy called. What does he want? He wants the key to the city back. Oh! (laughs)
5: This program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. Part of Frank Rimley was played by Elliot Lewis. Mr. Scott was played by Gail Gordon. And Julius was played by Walter Tentley. Alice Fay appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. Stay tuned for The Adventures of Sam Spade, which follows it immediately on NBC.
4: That's Project Audion for this time. Heard in our cast were... Pete Lutz as Phil Harris Joanne Kerman as Alice Fay John Bell as Frank Remley Bob Beaumont as both Willie and Mr. Scott and Angela Young doing triple duty as Miss Blue Cross, Julius and the Rexall Druggist customer Ken Jeffries was our announcer and Bob Mills was both the Rexall Druggist and wrote the script I'm Larry Groby. I produced and directed the episode for Project Audion. And if you enjoyed it, well, please share it with your friends. We're on YouTube and Facebook and ProjectAudion.com, and we hope to hear from you. And until next time, thanks for
6: listening. Right, take
5: a, take a breath where the three dots are.
3: Yeah, that's a we'll good only idea. it. We'll do it. Yeah, do that's it again. It
5: we'll do it again. Take a de- mm-hmm. take a breath, and I'll do it clipped like he did, I think. Okay. And now Rexall brings you. That's <clears throat> clipped. Oops. Okay. He sh- he shouldn't have said that.
2: Quick question while he's paused.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so for. <laughs> Quick Phil Harris, uh-huh. Alice Faye show written by Ray, Roth, uh-huh. Janine Ruth, and Sam Whitfield, starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Miss something?